We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am uh, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling. That's what this podcast is all about. Untangling your finances and great information. I, I, it's amazing. Uh, this is our eighth podcast and, and, and we've covered so much already. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param with Cloud Vesters. He is financial advisor and partner with Cloud Vesters. Hey, Mo, how are you? Dave, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Cannot complain. And uh, <laughs> nothing to complain about. And I, I and like. No one's going to listen to you either. Nobody, right? nobody cares. No, nobody, nobody cares. cares. <laughs> I, I like uh, the. Uh, there are some people you say, "How are you?" And they'll say, "Fine. I hope you are." I'm like, "Well, you hope I am, but you didn't ask." <laughs> you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you at least want to ask me? <laughs> you, I'm glad you're hoping I'm fine. <laughs> well, Mo is going to get you fine on your finances. Oh, uh-huh, good. That was good. You, I know. I like that. <laughs> Sometimes I have my moments. You, um, you put together a list here. I really like it because there are times of your life that you really need a financial advisor, an expert on your side. And we're just going to run through these. And we kind of have it somewhat in order of life. For instance, when you get your first job, that's a good time to start it. Yeah, it's a great time, you know. Um, so I, I came up with this list because uh, recently I had some friends um, that heard the podcast and were asking, should they engage with an advisor? And I started thinking about, well, this is a common question that I know some people do have. So here are some things and here are some uh, times and seasons in your life where it may make sense to establish that relationship with an advisor. So Dave, like you mentioned, when you have your first job, you're, I'm assuming that you're in your early 20s, maybe just graduating from college, and you're saying to yourself, I've made it. I've, and now I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to be adulting. What do I do? <laughs> and when you have your first job, certain things you have to consider about, uh, you have to consider is, all right, what are these things called benefits? You know, what kind of health insurance plan should I take? Uh, this 403, 403B, 401K, how do I invest there? Um, what what options do I have to invest uh, for my retirement? Um, so having a, a financial advisor to help you navigate those options is something that you should consider, especially when you have your first job. This could be the first time that you're actually able to have the ability to save money. So putting together a budget, a saving strategy, and then, oh, by the way, you might have to be paying taxes for the first time in your life. That's right. So all these things um, get pushed on you immediately when you have your first job. So engaging with a financial advisor, at least to help you navigate those options when you have your first job, is something that you should, you should think about. Yeah, because, you know, you're, you're like you said, in your early 20s, of course, you're going to call your parents, and, and that's mm-hmm. wonderful and do, but... um. But then have an expert. I wish I could go back in time and tell myself in my 20s to save a little bit and don't <laughs> live. Don't blow all my money every weekend. But uh, man, if I could and go if, back, wow! And avoid those uh, credit cards at um, at in college. You know, yeah. they hand them out like candy. Yes, they and do. And all of a sudden, you know, you're 22, 23 years old, and all of a sudden those bills come in, and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? I know. So, yeah. So avoid those credit card scams. 
Yeah, and just it, it's just good professional advice. It's a good thing to do. Here's another one. You may not think about it. When you get married, you call the preacher. When you get divorced, you call the attorney. But in both those cases, you really should have an advisor in with you. Yeah, both those cases are um, a unique situation. You know, when, you, when you're getting married, one of the things that um, new couples ask me is, how do we, how do we manage our finances together? I've been I've been single my entire life. I've managed my my own cash flow. I know what I spend. I know what I save. And now I have to consider my my significant other in these decisions. You know, do we get a joint account? Do we have one account? How do I not limit his or her spending and her savings? So, having a financial advisor can help you with you know putting the right strategy, the right plan for the both of you. And obviously, when if that relationship does sever, now how do we separate our assets? Who am I going to now raise as uh, maybe list as the beneficiary for my accounts? Um, how do we split the assets? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, you know, so the advisory relationship definitely in the good times when you get married is a good thing to consider. But also, if we ever walk into that fine line of getting divorced, the advisor can help navigate that situation as well. When you have a baby on the way, of course, you call the doctor, but you should also call the financial <laughs> advisor because, you know, what is the some of the figures uh, on raising the cost of raising a child? And here's one I pulled up. Families projected to spend an average of $233,610 raising a child born in 2015. And I don't wow. even know if that counts college. So yes, having children, good time for to have that financial advisor. That does not include college. I can't. I, 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 oh, obviously, yeah, it doesn't. No. Uh, with the cost <laughs> of you know sports and traveling, and you know once you once if you especially if you have boys, once they turn teenagers, I mean you're spending at least a thousand dollars going to the groceries to feed uh, to to feed them. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, you know, adding a new addition to your family. Is something that's that's changed. That's something that's different, and a plan. Your financial plan should be tweaked because all of a sudden, like you mentioned, it costs to raise kids, and you may have more than one child. And as you mentioned, Dave, as you mentioned earlier, Dave, you know those figures of over two hundred thousand. I'm assuming that meant for one child. Yeah, so was one. Yeah. You, yeah, so you multiply that by two or three, and if you don't have a plan around that, then. It's it's just something you just don't want to just walk into saying, okay, now baby number two is on the way. Now what do we do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so engaging with a, a financial advisor when you have a child is something you may want to you may want to consider. Yeah, because I think that breaks down to about twelve thousand something a year, and that makes sense. That so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah think yeah, about that. Thousand a, a month. Thousand a thousand a month. Right. You know? Right. Um, you know, if you you want to have a plan with 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 a thousand dollars a month. That that can go a long way, as you can see, to over two hundred thousand dollars to raise to raise a child. So, you know, having that plan around it does make sense. Absolutely. All right. Well, the next one, um, I like this one. It's never happened to me, but if, whether <laughs> whether it's a, a bonus, a big bonus at work, or an inheritance, or even winning the lottery, when you receive right. that large sum of cash, and that's why people who win the lottery they say we the winning ticket was purchased at such and such convenience store, but the winner hasn't come forward yet. Well, that means they're probably being smart and contacting attorneys and financial advisors. Mm-hmm. You don't want to blow it, right? You know? We've we've heard about athletes that uh, when they're younger, uh, actually when they leave the their sport, all of a sudden there's a few years where all of a sudden a, a good portion of them are are broke, 
because they may not have engaged with an advisor. They they get the same habits that they they engage in the same habits as they were as they had when all the money was rolling in. And so now we're talking about just receiving a lump sum, whether that's an inheritance, uh, you get a big raise, a big bonus. And all of a sudden, if you if you still have those bad financial habits, then you're going to squander that money. I mean, you really are. I mean, just the proof says it, the studies say it. So the, the advisor relationship helps you rein it all in and put together strategies so you don't squander this opportunity. Like, like you said, Dave, you haven't you haven't had that opportunity. No. I haven't had the opportunity right. but all of a sudden. It happens, a large though. sum of cash just <laughs> jumps and uh, falls on my lap. But it does happen to people. Yeah. And does. so um, the more prepared you are, the more you'll be able to handle uh, when these things do happen. Now, why does it happen? I've heard of people who win the lottery, the big lotto, like two or three times. How in the world is that fair? It's not. <laughs> and you know, you know, I, the, but you got to be in it to win it. Well, Are you in it, Dave? Well, no, actually. And I, I never, if I, if I do, I get more only one because i think if the odds are 200 and some million to one am i really raising it by saying 200 and some million to 10 <laughs> i'm just thinking the math is not working out on that now speaking of we uh, talked about close to a quarter of a million to raise a child up to age 18 what about when your assets are getting at that point around 250,000 quarter of a million uh, that's a good time if you haven't yet if you don't have an advisor on your side that's a good benchmark to start to to figure out. Okay, now I've got things going on. I mean, we're talking about the, your your net worth being two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you know, you're pro- at that point, your debt's probably pretty low. You probably have a house, maybe have two for some rental property. Your four hundred one k, your investment accounts are growing steadily. Maybe you have one or two kids. You know, you, you're getting a good sense of what your financial and professional life looks like. So now it's a great time to get that checkup with an advisor and see how can I even increase my net worth? How can I make all these moving parts work together? And that's what we do with our clients. And that's what a great financial advisor will do for you. It's looking to make sure that there's a there's a relationship with all those assets that you have, all those moving parts and keep you on check to make sure that you're moving in the right direction. We're looking at good times to have a financial advisor on your side. And we started with when you get your first job. And now uh, we're going to take you all the way up to the financial red zone. You're thinking mm-hmm. about retirement. You haven't retired yet. But you're getting close. You're getting close. You're, you're, get, you're getting close and you're thinking about it. And again, just like what I mentioned before, when you, when, you, um, when you have your first job, there's things that come up that you may not be aware of. Well, when you're thinking about retirement, they may be things you're not aware of as well, or, or you haven't thought about. So during you know during your working years, you've been in what I call accumulation mode. You're just trying to accumulate as much assets. You're saving. You're putting money away, and you're accumulating some number, some some number that will make you comfortable enough to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm ready to retire. I want to go ahead and um, you know travel the world, travel with my spouse, and you know and live the rest of my life as financially free as possible. Right. Well, now when you're when you're actually in the retirement, then there's things that you need to think about. You know, you need to think about not only accumulating, but also how do we decumulate? How do we get how do we turn our assets into income? Yeah, do you have a strategy for that? That's tough you for know, people too because they've been accumulating for decades. Yeah, they've been accumulating for decades and are comfortable 
with getting a paycheck, whether it's monthly, whether it's um, every two weeks. They're used to inflows going into their bank account. Now we're talking about outflows from your investment accounts. How do you do it strategically? How do you do it in a very tax efficient manner? How do you do it when the market is volatile and you still need that paycheck from your assets? How do you do that? Um, how do you navigate Social Security? Well, you know, my parents have Social Security. We've thought Social Security is going to run out, but all of a sudden you're entering into retirement and Social Security is a reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, when do I take it? Do I take it at 62? Do I take it at 67? Do I wait until I'm 70? Which one? I've heard my friend do my friend does it at 70, but uh, I don't know. I have bad health. I have a bad health. I have a bad um, family history of 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 heart disease or cancer or whatever. Maybe yeah, so you I need to not, consider that. Sure. Yeah, I might not make it till 70. So, you know, you're, you're thinking about that. Um, I've had health insurance through my employer. Oops, now I'm eligible for Medicare. How do I do that? How do I navigate Medicare? So yeah, all those things come into consideration and not to scare anyone. I hope I'm not putting any fear into anyone's uh, hearts, but it's also, it's just planning. It's just putting well, these right. things on the table and creating a plan around it. Well, you just get the plan together and then go out and enjoy, enjoy yeah. your retirement. And uh, yeah, you know, my partner, Andrew's going on a cross country uh, trip later on. And think about it. If he was going to just go to, I think he's the furthest he's going is the Grand Canyon, right? So if you're just going to hop in your car and figure out a way to go to the Grand Canyon, that's very disturbing and, you know, problematic. And it can take you twice as long just to get there. You need to plan it out. You need to plan it out. And once you're planning out, you can put the car in cruise control and get going. Andrew is Moe's partner at Cloud Vesters. And Andrew, he goes on vacation a lot. We give him a hard time about that. (laughs) You're talking about another vacation. You know, I didn't want to say that. You know, that that actually, you know, makes me want to pat myself on the back because that means that I can handle the the uh, the operations. That's right. Gone. That's right. <laughs> You're always back running. I say, <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I just I just say that to make myself feel better. Andrew's a great guy. We tease we tease him about his vacations. Well, the, actually, uh, it's probably about a good time to move to the next segment on the podcast today. But yeah. I just want to mention because you put together such a good list here. But uh, one is when your spouse dies, of course, uh, even while you're saving for retirement or for some while they're in retirement, they are caring for aging parents. So that Mm -hmm. needs to be factored in the plan. And then, of course, finally, when you want to leave your legacy, you know, you need someone to help take care of that, passing on your wealth. You do. You do. You got to think about gift taxes. You got to think about estate planning, wills, trusts. You know, a lot of things that can be done to to leave a legacy efficiently. I I lo- this is this is your finances untangled, and we do cover from just like we did in that segment from when you start in your career all the way up to retirement, and we do that right here on this podcast with Mo Param, Cloud Vesters. He does a great job getting it all together. Uh, Mo, you're going to give some uh, some real tips on fees to watch for now. We're going to mm-hmm. run through some fees. So, Mo, on this list, you, you've, you've opened with annuity fees, and I know we talk about it. They're good annuities or bad annuities. Can you break down what you should at least watch for? Nobody faults anyone for, for, uh, for fees. I mean, people got to make a living. But what should you watch for with annuity fees that so you don't pay too much? Right, right. Yeah, Dave, you know, annuities get a bad rep, and mostly gets a bad rep because of the fees. There are some internal fees inside the annuities that 
um, that can erode the the rate of return, that can just erode the whole benefit and the whole reason that you have an annuity. So you want to make sure that you have an annuity um, that are, there are some annuities that are out there like a fixed indexed annuity that have no fees, literally no fees at all. Wow. So, okay. and, and then if you, again, think about the fees that could erode the performance. So again, you just want to make sure that if there are some expenses that they're low, you want to do your best job, do your best job to compare it that's out there to the market. I mean, there's, there's a number of insurance companies that offer, that offer annuities and you want to make sure if you get an annuity that the fees are as minimal as you can. Now, Cloudvestors is a fiduciary firm, but um, mm-hmm. if you're dealing with a non-fiduciary, you need to watch for, for advisory fees and non-fiduciary managed accounts. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I tend to say that there's a fiduciary advisor and then there's a broker advisor, broker relationship. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned before fiduciaries, like for us personally, we charge a fee for the investment management and the, and the financial planning that we provide for our clients. We've seen where brokers may not charge a fee, but they get paid by pushing products. Mm. And you're not you're not even yeah. aware that you are paying a fee. You know, there are some sales loads that are in mutual funds that are high. We're talking five and a half percent every time Whoa. you make a, a, a purchase of, an, of a mutual fund. So think about that. If you were to put $100 a month into a mutual fund, $1,000 a month, and all of a sudden five and a half percent of that is being taken away as a fee. And and then we're talking about over time too, right? Over time, yeah. This yeah. is every time you make a contribution. So, you know, most of us are putting together some type of periodic plan where we're saving and investing on a monthly basis. Think about that, five and a half percent taken out every single month. I mean, that adds up. That adds up. In a bad and also, way. <laughs> in a bad way. And guess where that go- guess where that's going? That's going to pay someone a commission. That's going to a mutual fund company, but it's not going in your pocket. And I've heard, and this is not on all brokers, but I've heard that a broker you got to watch it because they could make you broker. Uh, with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, that, and, that, and that's certainly not all brokers. <laughs> but oh, so, Dave, <laughs> I am going to steal that. I don't. I'm not a kleptomaniac, but I, I am it. going to steal that. Well, I, I I stole it, so you feel free to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I didn't come up with it. I stole it. And what in the world, Mo, are, are brokerage account inactivity fees? Oh, okay. Yeah. So sometimes, depending on where your investment accounts are, uh, you may have um, a fee just to hold the account itself, like an administration fee. And if you aren't doing any trades in that account, or if you just hold if that account has nothing, zero dollars in it, like you're, you wanted to send, you wanted to set it up. Uh, and you wanted to invest, but you decided, you know, something got caught up and you never invested in it and that that account just stays dormant. Well, guess what? You still have an account at these institutions and they will charge you an inactivity <laughs> fee. You know, it's wow. crazy for either for not <laughs> trading often enough or just for having an account with zero balance in it. So you want to clean up. You, if you have an account that um, that that's laying there dormant, ask yourself, do you even need it? And if you don't, go ahead and think about whether you may, may want to close it or not or get an advisor to start actively trading it for you yeah. to avoid some of these unnecessary fees. Now this next one, it's more of a penalty, but, man, is it substantial. Um, in 2020, you don't have to worry about it, but if, you, if you're 72 or older and miss that RMD, man, you might as well man. just write the check out to Uncle Sam. 
you might as well just do it. And there's going to be a little tear that falls out of your eye. A big one. I'm going to be sobbing. (laughs) You're going to be sobbing. Yeah. Um, Dave, the penalty for missing your RM, if missing taking your RMD is, it's just drastic and and detrimental. It is a 50% fee if you forget to withdraw your RMD in the given year that you're supposed to take it out. And think about it. It's a, it's a 50% penalty. Okay. Then you have to take the RMD that you forgot. And then you have to take the other RMD because it's a brand new year. Cow, so all of a sudden you're, wow. you're, you're just eroding, you know, your retirement account. That and hurts. these RMDs are with qualified plans. So like your IRA, 401k, 403b, where you are required at, uh, now that the, the laws have changed when you're 72, um, you have to start taking out these distributions. So if you forget, and hopefully you don't forget, it's a 50% penalty for the amount that you should have taken out. And the taxes, and the taxes on the penalized, on the 50% penalty part, right? Yeah. And guess what? You know, that can in, that can impact your uh, Social Security. And I, I, know, I don't want to go off a tangent, but yeah. again, uh, that is income. You know, that distribution that you took out from your RMD, that is considered income by the by the government. And that can impact your the taxes that are on your Social Security. So again, what, uh, RMDs are tricky and do not miss them. Because as far as taxes, on, you can clear this up for me, Mo. You, you get to a certain point, then it's taxable? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, so there's a certain amount that you can make um, that your Social Security won't be taxed. Mm-hmm. So if you go over that limit, if you go over that limit of income, um, then all of a sudden a portion of your Social Security can be taxed. At the high end, 85% of your Social Security can be taxed, depending on how much income you actually do receive. So, yeah, be careful. And, again, RMDs are considered income. Oh, yeah. Be careful with that. Be be very, very careful with that. you got a great list here. You're doing an excellent service with 12B1, I thought was a vitamin. What? That's a fee? 12B1? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a vitamin. It's not a vitamin, and it's not a musical group. Uh, 12B1. (laughs) would be a good name for a group. Yeah, yeah, the 12B1s. Yeah. Uh, no, these are fees that you can find and expenses that you can find inside of mutual funds. And so as we work with our clients, we want to make sure that we are investing our client, our clients' money as efficiently as possible. And expenses are something we consider. So if you're looking at mutual funds to invest in, you want to make sure that you're picking funds, uh, but you want to be aware of the the 12B1 fees, um, we've seen expenses inside mutual funds as high as 1.8% annually. Wow. Annually. Yeah, so if you go back to the uh, uh, the advisory fee, I told you about the mutual fund, the, mm-hmm. the, the sales loads in the mutual funds. Now think about this. You may have a mutual fund that has a 5.5% sales charge, meaning that every time you make a contribution, you're getting hit by 5.5%. 5.5%. Then internally, annually, you're paying 1.8% just to have that mutual fund. I mean, think about that. Just think about that for a second. So, yeah. So when you're looking at the mutual fund expenses, um, you know, we look at low cost mutual funds um, as an option for our clients. We look at ETFs that tend to have lower expenses um, for our clients. We look at equities that have zero internal expenses. So, again... Again, this, these aren't these aren't recommendations as far as which which instruments to start investing in, but just things for you to keep aware of and be aware of as you're making these investment approaches. 
And in closing, these last three things you have here, Mo, aren't fees, but they are expenses you can count on in life. Home costs, rising health care costs, and inflation. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Inflation's a real thing. It is a real thing. Oh, I, I know. Thing. It's real. It's living and breathing. <laughs> it is living and breathing. So if you have, if you're not factoring in uh, inflation in your overall investment plan, in your retirement plan, and just your financial plan altogether, uh, I'd say you don't have a plan at all. So you definitely want to make sure that your assets are at least growing with the rate of inflation, because if not, then you're just losing purchasing power. So and then and then in the environment that we're in right now um, with covid and uh, the government doing its best to flame out the fire by throwing as much money as they can, Mm -hmm. um, what some people are worried about are taxes are going to taxes may go up. And guess what? Inflation may go up. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely want to make sure that inflation is uh, is considered inside your in an overall financial plan. Healthcare costs. I mean, healthcare costs is is rising higher than the than the rate of inflation. Yeah, really. I, yeah, I mean, no kidding. Uh, think about it. You know, people are living longer. Technology is getting better, but the cost of healthcare is going up. I mean, I've seen it as rates as as high as like five percent annually. So again, you want to make sure that your plan does consider. Um, uh, that if you do need care as you get older, whether it's prescriptions, co-pays, just the cost of uh, just the cost of medicine, the cost of staying alive increases. No doubt. Well, uh, many many things to consider. You actually deserve uh, a medal for for this public service you've offered today on fees to watch for. Uh, Mo, this was good information. Uh, another great one here in the can. In the can. Yes, yes. This is uh, what you say, episode eight. Eight, so, yeah, we've done eight. Yeah, yeah, getting used to it, getting used to talking, getting used to an audience, getting used to, you know, uh, just being able to educate and and uh, just share my share my knowledge with everyone. So, uh, Dave, thank you for joining me on this ride. And for those listening, definitely thank you for listening, obviously. But don't forget to share. Share this podcast with everyone you know. Um, rate it review it and also let me know is there anything you want to hear me talk about anything about your finances that uh, you want untangling any questions you have definitely let me know this show is for you and we'll make sure to to, uh, to discuss it and we will do it all again we'll, we'll get together for nine real soon mo see you then what are you gonna get me for 10 get i'll get that 10 will get you 20 <laughs> we'll get up to 20 and go beyond that all right mo hey go. we'll right. talk again it's a, and thank you once again for listening it is your finances untangled be sure to rate review and share this podcast new episodes of your finances untangled are available on apple podcast or wherever you download your podcasts Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.